Oh god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> What are you drinking? Uh, Camden House Lager. I guess. I guess it doesn't translate over to the US. Oh, we have lagers here. Yeah. Bloody light, light beers, you pussies. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's fucking light, you fucking Nancy Pansy fairies. Can't help it. Our country was founded by a bunch of fucking Quakers. They're afraid to dance. That's true. <laughs> If it's more than 3.5, we don't want to know. That's why. That's why. It... All right. It's working now. Uh, I'm going to go turn off the heat in my house and then uh, then we're good to go. Yeah. This podcast is hot enough as it is. <laughs> Woo. Especially once we get this shit up on Pornhub. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing we're doing. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, I'm going to be uploading all of our episodes onto Pornhub, similar to like YouTube. But uh amazing amazing i started the account and i've already got like five subscribers (laughs) before even putting anything up that is the weirdest thing seeing as we have no subscribers on youtube yeah yeah i think they just want me to resubscribe back to them i don't know which i totally will i think i think cage match would follow anybody willing to we have 13 youtube subscribers oh shit look at that all right we're, you gotta try these things. We keep temp- we keep tempting fate on um, getting to you that we got. We keep saying to people we got set up an OnlyFans. Like, I don't know what it would be, but it, it doesn't need to be much, you know. <laughs> they they know what they're getting. Yeah, shirtless episodes, just just the video. Us us with our tops off. Or you do what we do, just do bottomless episodes, but record it. But you know, you have a table. Yeah, oh, I'm bottomless right now. Fantastic. We knew you fit Thank in. God. <laughs> You guys feeling a, a strong way about either of these? I uh, I told them, Petros, that you um, said that you're a stolen apologist and that you have a, a video essay about Red Rock West, so it's a perfect fit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a, I, I am a, I'm a stolen... I, I rewatched it and was like, you know what? Still, still like it, despite it being shit. It's still good. It's a, it's a solid little film. And then, yeah, Red Rock West, I think, is, yeah, is, is great. Yeah, um, yeah. I, th- I think it would be on the US release that's coming out next year. Because it's like quite hard to get on Blu-ray out there. Is that right? Very hard. We yeah. were just talking about that. Yeah, it's a gaping hole in my collection right now. Because the people who put out the UK Blu-ray, who commissioned me to do the uh, video essay, like said that like someone from the US is looking to license it, like license the special features as well. Hmm. So like I think that is because it's just had a release in Australia as well. So. There, there's hope at least who knows maybe it'll be shout or something they're always doing speaking repressings of, or- of australians i was trying to remember it in a stolen like there was one guy who was like oh god that's the worst stereotype ever weirdly it was the australian guy it was the australian oh yeah, the sheila's yeah, yeah. eh <laughs> oh yeah she's preggers eh yeah not the best look he just wanted to get his knob wet or whatever he said <laughs> we know the lingo mm-hmm. yeah that pregnant puss yeah oh, the god. best <laughs> <laughs> that 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 sit that scene he like says on the phone like oh i need to get off the phone mate because this cab driver's about to fly a wobbly and then persists to like talk to him i gotta tell you about the sheila from last night the preggers <laughs> one it's like what are you doing you fucking maniac i got a good question what does he mean there what what's firing a warbly or whatever that <laughs> These are these are things that don't translate, like even more so than like beer with alcohol content. 
So that that is throwing a wobbly is like just fucking losing your shit, basically, but in like a polite way. So oh, like, okay. Oh. Yeah, do you know what I mean? He threw a wobbly. Like, he just got pissed <laughs> off, basically. Oh, yeah. So he read the situation incredibly accurately because <laughs> Vince did fire a wobbly. He yeah, sure, she true. fucking does. Yeah, he, he wobbles the shit out of that dude. Yeah. You think they could have uh, maybe had some connection there because Vince goes on this whole rant about how just prisoners were sent here. It's like, oh, you guys could have talked about that. Yeah, that is true. That is true. The five pound, five pound palms. Yeah. Yeah. He did have a lot like on his mind. He had some pressing shit going on. He I can understand like maybe a rain check, but. You know, he could have got him a Foster's. That would have, that would have <laughs> smoothed the whole thing over. It is Australian for beer. <laughs> brewed in germany baby <laughs> in the dumbest big cans ever i remember the first time i was a kid and i saw one of those and i tried to pick it up and i was like this can's enormous <laughs> it's just a lot of garbage beer well, speaking of maximize yeah speaking of uh, ruining the illusion welcome back to cage match we're mm. calling around about way of meeting nicholas gage that's us we're a podcast <laughs> Yep. I'm your host, Sean, here with my co-host. Nick. And our producer. Peter. I'm Nick. Peter, hello. <laughs> and we are having, we are, we are professionals at this. We do this a lot and we're good at it. Right. And we're joined by uh, one of the uh, originators of Cage Match, or Cage Match, of uh, Nick Cage Podcasts, uh, Petros of the Caged In Coppola Connections and uh, new project, Getting Defoe You. Yep, that's me. That's me. I'm uh, I'm mentally insane. As if uh, Nicholas Cage with his 105 credits wasn't enough, I now do uh, a podcast all about Willem Dafoe. That's like 147 credits. Yes, please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had no clue he was in that many flicks. That's intense. When we started the podcast, there was enough films, so we do it like season by season basis. Ten films and there were enough films in his like up and coming to fill a whole season and it was just like what the fuck are we doing like i think this man this man's in his i don't know he's like in his 60s but i don't think he's got any signs of stopping like him and nick cage are the two guys where it's like oh any given week is like they're in a new project or like you know i mean they're like kind of they've signed on to 10 films even though that might change with cage he's, yeah he, he says we only got like three or four left and he's yeah, television. Like yeah, I'm skeptical on the entire thing. You figure someone rolls out another five million bucks or so. It's like hmm, hard to turn that shit down. I have a theory about the t- about the prestige TV like projects he wants to do. I think he's been trying to do that for a while. I think things like Primal are like they're meant to be pilots, hence the very low CG budget. Primal is perfect. I don't know why you chose that one. <laughs> Even Stolen has like some like this. This could have been like a serialized thing. Yeah, maybe. Speaking of which, this week we are talking about Stolen and Red Rock West. And what do we do on this podcast, Sean? We watch two Nicolas Cage films and we decide which one's the cagiest in a bracket style uh, situation where eventually we'll all go insane. I thought we just argued over dick jokes. We do that as well. Oh, okay. Uh, But we will decide (laughs) what uh, Cage's uh, ultimate cagey film is um, based on our opinions, which change episode by episode. So you don't need to go back and listen to the older episodes if you don't want to. But you should, because they're funny. So Petros, how long have you been talking about Nicolas Cage at this point? Uh, So I've been talking about Nicolas Cage since 2017. And I did something that was totally insane when I first started off. I did like my first 10 or 15 episodes solo. 
So not even not, I can even I can even rope in friends to come talk about the movies. <laughs> I was just like, fuck it. I want to do this. I want to start a podcast. I'm just gonna be a madman on a microphone laying on my living room floor talking about Nicolas Cage. And yeah, X amount of years later, here I am. Uh not any wiser, probably a lot dumber, but still having fun, baby. Yeah. I mean, to 2017, that would have been around that time where he was in that really everyone thought he was terrible. Like you forget all the good work he's done. He didn't really have his comeback mm-hmm. and his self-effacing like joke persona. Yeah. He was yeah. thick in the slump. Yeah. Thick in the slump is a good phrase. <laughs> it's pre Mandy. I think Mandy's the kind of film that like people go like, Oh, okay. There's still some like gas left in the tank. Like, yeah. I think yeah. Before then Mandy to pig was like the kind of like, long arrival of Nicolas Cage again. Like where people yeah, it was were, his oh, second this... renaissance. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Niconaissance like, as well, let's call it. <laughs> for me, the movie that really made me take notice was uh, Color Out of Space. You're like, oh, uh-huh. this guy, this guy knows what he's doing. He at least knows how to line up a project. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a weird trilogy that I think do it. It's Mandy, uh, Color Out of Space, and Pig, which are like what I've dubbed the Man of the Woods trilogy. Because mm-hmm. all of them, he's kind of like living out in like a secluded area, and that and and weirdly, they're all edited by Brett Buckman as well, which seems to be a weird a weird connection about those films. And wow. maybe he is personally responsible for Nick Cage's rise to prominence once again. Well, thanks, Buckman. Yeah, that's good fucking work. Yeah, that'll be something to look for uh, to look look out for when we're doing Mandy and Color Out of Space again. What what the editing? Yeah. Don't, no. th- don't those go up against each other? No. Okay. I was going to say, that's brutal. Brutal no. head-to-head. Oh, no. We got Color Out of Space versus Vampire's Kiss. Oh, that's right. That's that's oh. a brutal head-to-head, too. Yeah. That, that, one, that one's rough. Yeah. He's doing the same voice in those movies as well. He brings back the Peter Lowe voice when he kind of gets colored uh, out of space in that movie. Like When he, when, when, the, when the colors got Ooh. him, he's kind of like, <laughs> he's back at it. When he's taken by Magenta. <laughs> when he gets that big T-Mobile money. <laughs> Speaking of cell phones, I have opinions on cell phones and stolen. Should we just talk about stolen? Oh, this is the perfect place to start talking about cell phones. Yeah. Stolen was a 2012 flick. Simon West was the director. Yeah. You want to, Petros, you want to give us a little uh, breakdown of what this movie is about? Yeah. It is about a famous bank robber who has a penchant for Credence Clearwater Revival, uh, does one job that goes wrong when MC Gainey fucks him over and he goes to prison for eight years. And then when he gets out, his daughter is kidnapped and he is trying to get her back in a race against the clock. I forgot how um, this movie really does kind of like hit the ground running, though. Like, I mean, there's a little bit of you. Know, he went away for eight years, but then it it's pretty nonstop movement for the entire thing so the thing that always takes me out of this film which i forgot until i rewatched it eight years in prison everyone else has lived their years for lives for eight years no one's gotten a haircut everyone's got the exact same hair listen when you figure out good hairstyles you stick with them man it's kind of a white people thing it's like this is what (laughs) sets me apart from that other person over there it's like (laughs) this is how everybody else knows who i am that and if you go and see the same barber, they will just cut you'll say something different. They'll just go, uh-huh. Yep, I'm giving you the same haircut I've given you for the last 10 years, buddy. Like we're not we're not changing this up. And it's weird 
that obviously Nick Cage's hair doesn't change, seeing as this is like a re-team up with Simon West. And the last time Nick Cage's character went to prison, he came out with luscious long locks in Con Air. Yeah, yeah. much better. Yeah, he's just got the same boring, boring old man haircut that he had at the beginning. Well, anytime I go down to my barber, who they mm, questionably speak English, but they, Tina, yeah, oh yeah, nice. Uh, every <laughs> time they cut my hair, like the lady, I'm sure she doesn't recognize me, but she's just like same as last time, and I was like, I'm sure I don't think you were the same person <laughs> as last time, but that might be a fault of my own. I mean, as you established, you all look the same. Yeah, and <laughs> you know what? She gives me the same cut, and I'll tell her like, yeah, same as last time, just not quite so short on top boom like short on top and it's like ah whatever it's yeah it's a 15 dollar haircut you did say short on top no i said not so, not short, so on short on top you did say the word short on top <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah yeah. that's all she's hearing yeah. it's like there's nothing more kind of embarrassing for a human being than that moment when a barber uses that mirror to show you the back of it and you're like you just go, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I agree, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you've done something. Like it's just we're, yeah. we're so polite to to just be like, you can't go. Oh no, can you put some back on now, please? Yeah, you, right. you fuck this up. Like, well, yeah, there's nothing you can do at that point. It's, I always hit him with the, yep, that's the back of my head. Yeah, like, what do you want me to do about it? It's like, well, yeah. I'm never gonna see this again. We all wear glasses too. They always show me when I can't see shit, and I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Feels like a haircut. Oh, I make him wait. I, I pull the glasses back <laughs> out and I put them back on. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Underneath it's the gown. Too short. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it really looks like I'm doing something dodgy down there. But uh, no, I'm just getting my glasses back out slowly. It's the same question as like, did you find everything all right? You always say yes, because what are they going to do? One time I was like, no, actually. And the person was like, well, that sucks. And we just <laughs> moved on. Yeah. <laughs> So all the cell phones in this movie. <laughs> yeah, let's get back to your cell phone problem. Are Blackberries. Uh-huh. Yep. And I love when uh, the daughter's in the trunk of the cab and she like cuts a hole through the upholstery and she's dialing 911 on that. Yeah, the Blackberry, Blackberry keyboard. Yeah, the keyboard. <laughs> but she can't see anything. It's just the finger. Like, how do you know what button you're pushing? Oh, man. I used to be able to text Fuck like yeah. unseen in my pocket. <laughs> yeah. I got like, really good at that. It also made it look really inappropriate that I was doing some shit in my pocket, but yeah. Yeah, but when you can crank out like multiple questions oh, on a T9 like keyboard and like send him, well, oh, you felt like a god. I I love texting. I think there is there is one Nokia in the movie and Nick Cage managed to set it up in like lightning speed because there's that scene where he's going from like the shop inside of like the yeah, train the station yeah to like set it up we're literally in like 30 seconds he's got it set up and he's got it redirecting the calls to his other phone it's like wow this, this guy's done eight years in prison but he knows how to work a phone yeah, yeah. well if it had been an iphone he would have been completely lost that's but- true flummoxed yeah well yeah, fortunately like, oh. criminals aren't allowed to use iphones so yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Thanks, Apple. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure he got like a keistered Blackberry in prison at some point. So he he Mm. practiced. That's how it works. Just really kind of makes me think differently about texting from your pocket. (laughs) From the old prison wallet. (laughs) Using those those anus muscles to text. That's, That's the final form right there. (laughs) <laughs> just keggling his way into like a domino's pizza delivery 
Sending a text message to his daughter. <laughs> I still love you. I mean, you don't want that Domino's because you need to get that phone out somehow. <laughs> mm. Changing the subject ever so slightly. I just got a text about my new, my new dog I'm getting that I am naming Benjamin Franklin Gates. Yeah. After- good dog name. It's a very good dog name. He does have a Benjamin Franklin Gates face, yeah. too. One of my bosses uh, suggested I name the dog Nick Cage. I'm like, no, but I'll name it after a Nick Cage character. And my other boss just threw out Benjamin Franklin Gates. I'm like, that's too funny not to use. So, <laughs> first name, Benjamin Franklin Gates. <laughs> Last name. Yep. I like how it's just one, three names, one word. Benjamin Franklin Gates. It's like how you want to have your nephew be named. Well, I've, I've recommended that every child be named after me. Nicholas Michael you can bleep all that out. I'll, I'll quack some of that out. Uh, You're also going to have to quack out a... I and know. Tennessee is the middle name. And in... Because they're Fuck the only you. 10 I see. <laughs> if I'm getting doxed, you're getting doxed. <laughs> We're doxing everyone. Petros, you want to get doxed? What's your I'm address? I'm already doxed. My name's Petros. Do you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's I'm true. Fucking, I'm, I'm searchable, baby. There, how my name's strong. <laughs> <laughs> There's a much more famous person with my name out there, so I'm all right. Mm. Yeah, I'm like, I've always thought it's a blessing and a curse. People I want to remember me, remember me. People I don't want to remember me, remember me. So having a name <laughs> like Petrus, like, fuck. So this was our second watch through on this. I don't know if you went back to Stolen at any point during your uh, illustrious cage time. How did you find it this time? Um, well, I think I was a lot hotter on it the first time because... It was the height of lockdown, and I think I was drinking far more than I am these days. So it's just like, just so excited to be watching movies and not working and like just talking to people online about them. And obviously, that was the first time I ever watched it. And then, like, on this rewatch, I was like, oh, there are glaring things that are wrong with this movie. But I still came out the other side going, you know what? I think I like it. I was like looking on Letterboxd and there's like people I know going, one star movie. I was like, this is a solid three star, baby. This is three stars across the board for me. <laughs> I'd give it three stars. Yeah. There's I, some uh, continuity issues yeah. and a few like uh, questionable moments and uh, Vince's writing. I didn't, I didn't care for the way his shit was written, but otherwise, you know, fucking solid movie. I absolutely love uh, the chase sequence where like he jumps from roof to roof and is leg goes through the roof and oh yeah he's like gonna hop yeah. a banister and that just falls apart that's <laughs> you know very good like true post katrina yeah. new, new orleans, orleans. like yeah. the place is falling apart beautiful city falling apart this is like one of many films that cage does in new orleans right and it just felt like oh, he yeah. was like at, at the time he's like i live nearby like he's shoot, he's shooting locally yeah let's do it baby yeah. there's really no reason for it to be in new orleans no. like yeah, I mean, the conceit of it being Mardi Gras, I guess, because that helps the cabs be around. A yeah, lot. but you I could have know. like a parade in any town. For sure. So. Yeah. Like I was in a parade once. It was <laughs> great. Nice. Yeah. Well, because they have the whole thing about it being Mardi Gras, but then they change the fact that the cabs don't have the like New York style thing on the roof. Like oh, the, the kind of number up there. on the roof. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't have the like number on the roof, which obviously is a big plot point in this. You don't get the whole sequence of him like seeing the number. So obviously, yeah. like they've gone, oh, it's New Orleans, but we're gonna we're, we're gonna make the cabs factually inaccurate just because this scene doesn't work without it. <laughs> yeah, we want to like noodle in on weird continuity stuff. The fact that uh, 
Yeah, what's, let's noodle. What's his name? Uh, the guy from Human Target. The I don't other, even know what that is. Are you talking about the, the villain, Vincent, or are you talking about Stryker? Stryker. What's the, Human Target? Wait, the, so the Fed? Not the main one. Not the one with the hat, but his buddy. Oh, the, the, the fucking bad one who's like, I hope you got raped every day, Yeah, buddy. that guy. Yeah. Uh, who I know from Boston Legal, and he was in Human Target, which is a TV show. But over the course of the film, Nick Cage kicks his ass, handcuffs him, to an, uh, handcuffs him in an elevator and leaves him there. And at the end of the film, Nick Cage has murdered a man, escaped, like stolen some gold, escaped uh, the authorities. And they, you know, Stryker's like, no, we're going to let him go. And at the end, there's a little gold left. And he's like, if he doesn't throw it away, you know, you can book him. You can also book him on, you know, assault of you, several people, murder. Yeah, but he did it in like good faith. It was <laughs> it was a solid, you yeah. know, overall. Yeah, but that's for striker. Yeah. But the other guy who wants to book him can still get him for all that. Right. Yeah. Uh, Mark Valley is the Mark actor. Valley. That's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just love that little thing at the end where it's like, you know, don't throw it, throw it, don't throw it, throw it. It's like a million other things you could get him on breaking into a bank. Also, why didn't they investigate if he threw the fucking gold in the water? Couldn't you get the gold? Oh, it would sink in the mud. And yeah. no, you never find it. That New Orleans mud is deep. <laughs> gold, gold's heavy as far as I know. 27 pounds per, per brick. brick. Mm-hmm. What about slagged bricks? How many how many pounds was that nugget? I think they said it was 10 pounds of gold that he was throwing. So he, like less than half a brick, Okay, even though it looked bigger. They'd be able to tell on like how how easy it was for him to throw. They'd be like, ah, that didn't look like gold to me. That looked like a that looked like a pine cone. To be fair, pine cones float also. So it was a, if they really looked at it, they'd it was, see the pine cone resurface and when float. it's flo- when it's sinking, it doesn't look like a real pine cone. Yeah, maybe it was a decorative pine cone. I don't know. <laughs> that was just sitting on that outside table. Yeah, how many people just have concrete pine cones like? This is my decorative. Pine I do appreciate. This is, I pull this out for nice occasions. I do appreciate the fake out where, because when the cops show up at the end, he'd been shot, and you know he passes out in the helicopter. The next scene is the daughter and the female character whose name I can't remember. Uh, driving Riley, Riley driving driving past a cemetery, and then they just go right past it to his RV where he's fine. Yeah, the most suspenseful moment of the movie, <laughs> yeah. right there. Well, and that daughter just looks sad all the time, so you never know. Ah, Maybe he's daughter dead. should have thrown her in the water. <laughs> How many movies start with Nick Cage going to meet his daughter that he hasn't seen in years because he's been in jail with a stuffed animal? Well, three? at least at least two. I think there's more. I think we've had three stuffed I think animals. A third one. There was another stuffed animal, but I don't remember if it was a prison-related stuffed oh, animal yeah. instance. I think it was still an out of touch dad moment, though, where the kid was is it, like a stuffed animal. I don't even I'm like 15, dad. What, uh, was it primal? Was he just trying to bring a great white jag? Yeah, great white jag for the kid. Kids love these That's things. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get it mounted. We'll get it stuffed. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Now you, you keep that thing alive. <laughs> what I don't get is he's had eight years in prison. And all he can muster up when he speaks to his daughter is that like kind of half-assed note that just I like, love just, that like note. just looks like he wrote it in the cab on the way over. Do you know what I mean? Like he probably he can't did. even get it out. It's like did you do some English class? You should have done some English classes whilst you're in the big house, buddy. Maybe he got early release and he wasn't <laughs> quite prepared. He's like, I'll get to this later. Like I got nothing but time so long as I'm here in the big house. But he had plenty of time on how to steal all that gold that hasn't moved in t- 
eight years. Gold's heavy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we that was just an imagination thing. Yeah. He just really pictured it. He was bored. <laughs> yes. So what about Vincent's wig? That shit is fucking bad. <sighs> Everything about Vincent was so gross. <laughs> like, ugh, he's got missing fingers. No, thanks. One leg. <laughs> abomination. <laughs> Get set on fire, then run yeah. over. Oh, well, I mean, setting him on fire was fine. I was okay with that. We do have two movies this week that have sort of like an unkillable killer, though. Both die by impalement. No, actually shot. Second one was shot. Oh, that's true. He gets very shot. But impaled first. So, like, Vince as well looks like Peter Stromer playing the, like, villain from Last Action Hero. He looks like a mixture between <laughs> Peter Stromer and the villain from Last Action Hero. You know, uh, yeah. New- uh, is it Tom Noonan plays? like the Yeah, exactly. Kind of like- yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like that. It's like, what the fuck was going on here? Like, when you get that reveal of him, it's like... Josh Lucas is a handsome guy. Do you know what I mean? It's like a kind of dime store uh, Matthew McConaughey. And then it's like, what the fuck have they done to this guy? And like, what happened? That's what like, like, I know he got, it says like, it, they, all they keep saying is like, oh, he, he got him with a bad crowd. It's like, how bad is this crowd? Like, you know, not like a uh, craps behind the, the gas station bad, but. I think a step below that. Well, yeah, I mean. I played craps behind a gas station. Those are usually pretty stand-up guys. Oh. <laughs> I, I usually squat down when I'm playing craps. Yeah, that's how you shoot, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're talking about I always things. squat when I shoot. <laughs> <laughs> that's for Pornhub. Mm. You're going to have to add that to the outro now. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> we need to tell people where they can find us. Yeah. Um, Nick will insert that no matter what. I will. Uh... I'm always inserting. Uh, I know we. Uh, all I want to do is talk about stolen, but you keep distracting me with pornography. <laughs> I. So we talked about the terrible Australian character. Now let's talk about all the terrible acting from everyone else. And I all thought, the weird insults, like calling Nick Cage tapioca. Oh man, that that was a good cab like driver. Yeah, I'm gonna start calling you tapioca. That's weird. It is weird. I don't even know what tapioca is. Oh, it's like pudding with like little like kind of jelly balls goo in balls. it. Yeah, goo balls. Sort of like, oh. do you guys have like boba, like bubble tea? Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like calling them bubble tea. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, but that's like. Weird, that's but like, a weird insult. You're like a weird eggnog flavored pudding. And very with white. Like tiny little te- uh, like boba balls in it. Yeah. You reckon the character who was supposed to say that was originally supposed to be not white? Wasn't it the black cab driver? Yeah, it was, it was a black cab driver. Oh, yeah. that makes sense then. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with him. I'm with him. Yeah, call yeah. him tapioca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it, it's, it's apt. It's just a weird You've earned insult. that right. <laughs> and you know what? Getting called cracker eventually loses its meaning. So you got to come up with new, new white things. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> Yeah, so there's a lot of great supporting characters, like uh, especially in the cab world. I think the cabbies are all the best supporting characters. There's the guy who gets uh, mugged in the beginning. He was a cabbie, right? Mm-hmm. Or just like a alley person. He was just <laughs> I don't like, know. Yeah, he was just putting a cardboard in his like recycling. Yeah, but when Hoyt takes off, he's like, "Hey, your ride's leaving you." Yeah. Like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> the thing, also, thank you for pointing out the obvious. You get Bert. 
Trim or whatever Portrum, his name yeah. was, calling him tapioca. And then you get the uh, the guy that works back at the oh, dispatch. Oh, yeah. the dispatch guy. He's cool. Oh, oh yeah. Him. The MVP of the movie right there. LaFleur. <laughs> Single best Le line Fleur. of the film. Yeah. <laughs> also a killer name. Yeah. I love anyone named LaFleur. Oh, and uh, Cabby, white guy Cabby, who's obviously the worst Cabby, uh, who got paid to just drive around that GPS location with the medallion. Oh, right. Uh, the that reveal. Went yeah. There. yeah. That's not my number. I thought you meant Vincent. I'm like, yeah, he's pretty bad. Oh, well, yeah. But he's at least important to the story. I love the reveal when Lafleur's like uh, saying about like, oh, he really put the willies up my, <laughs> up, up my children. And they're like, oh. They're in their twenties. It's like, yeah, yes, yes. He's what a great He's a creep. <laughs> Putting willies in children. <laughs> willies up my children is a specific. That's a term. <laughs> Petrus, you're going to finally get us canceled. <laughs> that's what I'm here to do. That's a infiltrating all the other cage podcasts. Just get them canceled, then skirk off into the night. That's right. Uh, there that's can what be, we were there doing. Can be only one. <laughs> that was our plan. I know we're doing a pretty good job of collecting all the uh, cage podcasts at this point. Yeah, yeah we're we're gonna harness everybody's power. Yes. What did uh, also? If you want to come for our finale uh, sometime next year, uh, we're gonna watch the two head-to-head movies that are going to decide the best one in a in a movie theater somewhere in Seattle. So come on by. Yeah. Yeah. All you have to do is use your own money to get here. Yes, that's it. And yeah, put yourself up. But you can hang out with Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> I know Daryl enough as it is. <laughs> Oh yeah, fuck Daryl then. <laughs> what did Daryl call us fucking cowards for? Uh, I don't remember. I think we didn't put something in our butts. Uh, it was maybe. something butt related. It was definitely butt related. Yeah, yeah, I agree. With That'll you, get you called cowards. a coward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you cowards. Five fingers or nothing, boys. Ooh, put that okay. pine cone up your ass. Put that block of gold up your ass. Otherwise, you're, you're nobody's to me. <laughs> When you put the pine cone in your ass, do you do it the hard way first or like the hard way out? You do it. You do it so the <laughs> so the, the crinkly bits are going in first, so it's going to be harder to pull out. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. You do, so you do, real you suffering. Like, yeah, you do real suffering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, a, it's yeah. a pain and pleasure kind of combo. You know, you got to have both. Yeah. You know, balance. It's like, well, it's, like, it's like putting an umbrella in. And then opening it and trying to pull it out. That's that's what we want. That's what we want. Full maximum pain. And well, that's so then nice you really get the, the humorous visual of an umbrella going inverted. So yeah, there you go. There you I go. imagine there you just go. like let out like one big rip of a fart, and it like turns it inside out, similar to like a high wind, and then you get out scot free. That's smart. Yeah. yeah, that's the that's the truth. But then you have to have that's the whole the- curvy handle part go in first. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a, it's like the parachute on the back of a NASCAR. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or not a NASCAR, yeah. but a dragster. What I don't know cars. I don't either. The Batmobile. The Batmobile. It's like yeah. the parachute on the if back of the Batmobile. If you're running too fast, just pop that umbrella. You're all good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Use those kegels. Cage knows what he's doing. He's he's, he's texting. He's texting from his uh, from his prison wallet. So he's got to pop <laughs> pop those kegels, and that that umbrella pops out. There you go. Slows yeah. you right down. Go go gadget butt umbrella. And then you just Mary Poppins your way out of jail. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> just exactly. hanging down. <laughs> I think I downloaded the wrong inspector gadget. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) 
think the only relevant note that I have from watching this the first time that I immediately had the same thought was cops are dumb and they suck. Yeah, they really are the worst. Like from the beginning, it's like, oh, he's going to rob the diamond place. Don't follow them into the toy store where they broke into whatever their goal is. Just only look for them at their end location, which can not be anything other than the diamond place, even though you should know that there's a bank on the other side of the same block. (laughs) I like how the bank vault, when they're breaking into it originally, only has two tumblers. Yeah, you just need two. That's all. And then at the end, it's not like they're storing (laughs) thousands of pounds of gold in there or something. What is it, like $10 million? That's it, right? The $10 million. Because it's, ca- it's cash. But- yeah, it was $10 million in cash that they took, which was conveniently, yeah, like, vacuum-sealed for them. And then billions of dollars in gold, which is dumb. Yeah. How would you fence gold, especially in bar form? How would you fence it in giant, burned-ass nugget form? I mean, you re-smelt it into knives, and then you just sell gold knives smart i think you just make golden <laughs> pine cones yeah yeah golden pine cones. right yeah and then you'd stick them up your butt and get them yeah out the hard way to chinatown that's where you like get rid of anything sketchy yeah makes sense you want to go to chinatown later sure okay mm, butt nuggets um <laughs> uh, also, he's very slow at running. Like, he looks like he's trying really hard in this movie, and he is oh. the slowest motherfucker. Do they just kind of speed it up a little bit, like uh, old man car chases? I don't think they sped anything up. It looks like he's really running hard, and it's like, hmm, that is a, a jog at best. Like, you're trying yeah. to run away from a bunch of cops with a lot yeah. of guns. Well, also, probably trigger happy cops. Like, he right. is running away. I don't think you're just allowed to shoot someone. You're not supposed to just shoot someone in the back if they're fleeing. I mean, these are police we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know. I, I, that's why I caught myself and said, you're not supposed to. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he but didn't he get a lot of... not going to finish that sentence. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't get a lot of yard time to, like, work on his cardio. So that that is the flaw. That's actually probably a feature of prison is like, oh, we're not going to give you cardio because if you try to escape, we want to catch you real fast. It's true. They should just give, like, lots of snacks. Yeah. Just ice cream. <laughs> just tur- turkey based ice cream to keep you there docile you and fat yeah i think that that probably would work probably would i'll try it I'll, I'll get an ice cream maker and i'll puree a turkey nice I'd, beaks I, and all um yeah i mean do you guys have more stuff that you really want to say about still i do want to talk about the awesome car chases like the very practical car chases oh yeah like yeah. when they're in that uh uh parking garage yeah Oh, right at the beginning? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Or yeah, and like, then he jumps out, like, behind the car. Oh, man. And he's, uh, the, when he's got the stolen cab, and he's, like, jumping stuff. Pretty good. Fuck yeah, dude. That's all. I love a good car chase. I like a good practical car chase. Yeah, there's that moment as well when he, like, breaks his own thumb to get out of the handcuffs, knocks out the two cops. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the, the, the like, car flips over and like dark side grinds across a rail do you yep. know what I mean it's like fucking gnarly he's like yeah come on he's like give me flashbacks playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 baby fuck yeah the action in this movie <laughs> is pretty pretty solid yeah. for 2012 yeah. yeah for a 2012 yeah. Nicolas Cage movie it's pretty fun yeah it keeps the story moving really well and never feels like it really lags it's a steady pair of hands like Simon West right because obviously 
some of his films aren't the best. Like, it's the guy who directed Con Air. He knows how to direct action. Yeah. So yeah. even if everything else falls down, like, the action's really fucking solid in this movie. Yeah. Just a few complaints about some writing. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, that's really, I think that's it's a solid me. movie. Same. Uh, Worthy of a second round. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Petrus, in the Venn diagram of good cage, good movie, bad cage, bad movie, good, bad, bad, good, where would you uh, slop this guy? Oh, this is a hard one because it's like my like my head says bad movie, but my heart says good movie. Um, <laughs> and my heart says good cage. Yeah, I think it's good cage, bad movie. Is that right? I don't, I'm, I'm second guessing myself now. Or is it bad cage, good movie? I don't know. Fucking, this is a curveball right now, fellas. Because <laughs> I unashamedly love this movie despite it being shit. I like forgive yeah. the fact that cage well is pretty ropey in it as well. I was going to, I was going to put it in the bad cage, good movie. It's a fine like movie. It's a solid, it's, you know, yeah. it moves quick. It's got a decent story writing some meh and cage isn't the most cagey about it like this movie isn't served by nicholas cage being it it probably could have been a number of other actors and been just as good yeah uh we wouldn't have been watching it but <laughs> true we don't watch anything without nicholas cage at this point no um i think it's a bad cage bad movie that i love yeah, yeah. i think that's a good caveat to it because like it, it is a bad movie, but it is also fun, and I did not have a bad time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cinematically, it offers nothing to the world, but it's enjoyable, and it's yeah. only ninety minutes long, so that's yeah. pretty good really too. All I want at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it begs the question as well: Would this have been any better with the two people they went with before Cage, which was Clive Owen and Jason Statham? Yes. <laughs> Statham, I could see this being pretty fun. And it makes yeah. sense that he would be so shitty at talking to his daughter. <laughs> Can barely talk. <laughs> exactly. Like a Neanderthal. I think it's a terrific, uh, terrific film. Excellent way to spend a Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, uh, I watched it this morning as well. And it was, it was a fine way to start my morning with, my, uh, with a cup of coffee. Dog, cat, and stolen. Any final thoughts on this film before we uh, move on? The only thing I have to say on this film is I, I love the reference to Conair when the code name that MC Ganey uses is Diamond Dog. I was kind of like there as like a cage devotee being like, oh, they're referencing that and the like bunny thing. It's like, oh, he's got that fucking bunny. Like, <laughs> put that bunny back in the box, baby. Uh, I really enjoyed Vince's line about being broker than a dead dick dog which yeah. for me is just a reference back to army of one where nicholas cage makes some comment about a broke dick dog well wouldn't it army of one be a, a reference to this maybe i don't know yeah. but i saw army yeah. of one before i saw this <laughs> so that's how that time on, works that and on second watch as well when vince like he re-kidnaps Mia, like puts her in the puts her in the trunk. Yeah, it's a little kid who sees him. What I didn't notice the first time is he he like he like flips him flips in the bird like a real yeah. secret little like fuck you you creepy old fucking <laughs> weirdo. <laughs> yeah, well Vince is just putting the willies in all the children. So, and yeah, of course, 
Red Rock, Red, Red Rock West, Red Rock West. I love this movie. I still love this movie. It's solid from the beginning. The the score, the opening shots of him getting out of the car and like one arm pushups. Yeah, doing his sick ass one arm pushups, proving that he's a badass. His busted up knee. Yeah, it's a his sternum bush. Gotta have sternum bush. This movie, it gets me every time. I love the the story, the pacing. Laura Flynn Boyle, uh, he, as terrible as she is, like she offers nothing. Uh, she's just dead, but behind the eyes. President Cooper himself. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like weirdly, all three of them are like, and Dennis Hopper are like, yeah, uh, David Lynch alum as well. Is it, it kind of feels like a kind of like this weirdly could be a david lynch film it would be hella a lot weirder but like it's kind of in that world that he likes to play in like kind of i don't know i, I yeah i love these kind of neo uh western noirs yeah uh, we recently covered white sands on getting defoe you which is like a very similar film to this where like defoe pretends to be a guy and then things go wrong, which is basically the, the 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 premise of this film as well. And I kind of I love that this this film is so tight and such such a great like uh, thriller that like even Laura Flynn Boyle you can you can forgive even though she could have been she could have been replaced with uh, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio or uh, I don't know yeah any any, any other kind of <laughs> cardboard standing yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Just real quick for our listeners, uh, the whole premise of this film is Nick Cage down on his luck, trying to get a job in uh, oil fields of Wyoming, uh, has a bum leg, so doesn't get it, rolls into the town of Red Rock and is offered a job only to find out that it's to kill the bar owner Wayne's wife. And uh, hilarity then ensues. Yeah, so he mistaken, he's mistaken for somebody else because of his license plate. Texas license plate. Uh, gets gets roped into this whole assassination attempt, and that Laura Flynn Boyle will turn on its head, try to get him to kill Wayne. And he just takes, just takes the down payment on both assassinations and skips town, only to like you should. Hit. Yeah, which is the correct move. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in a pre-internet era. Yeah, yeah. This movie, like every part of this movie, could have just been solved with a cell phone. What kind of cell phone? A BlackBerry. <laughs> Because that didn't get uh, what's-her-face out of the back of that cab. Sorry, Mia. Lyle shows up a week late. Could have called him. Um, hit the guy on the side of the road. Could have just called 911. I mean, pre-internet era. It wouldn't make sense, but it's just looking at things through time and going back to things like, uh, this movie couldn't exist now. Yeah, cinema was yeah. a lot better before cell phones. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's why you get like loads of great filmmakers making period films, right? As soon as you have the the invention of the phone, it's like it just ruins everything. And like you say, with this film, it's not just that it feels like obviously it wouldn't work in a modern setting. Is it is very much the archetype of when people say they don't make them like they used to. It's like this kind of trashy uh, mid budget thriller for adults isn't really made these days especially not for like cinematic release this is like the kind of thing if you're lucky goes to streaming and like i don't think it would be near as good as like a film like red rock west is no because they put like a uh, ryan reynolds or something in it you wouldn't just put a guy who looks like a guy because this is peak nick cage just looking 
like a normal dude era. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you did get me thinking that I'd love to see a thriller set in the height of the pager era. Like <laughs> things are getting really tense and like, he's like, Oh, hold on. I gotta, I gotta find a pay phone and like just wander <laughs> off and like call somebody back. He's like, Oh, they're in the cab. And then the cab's gone. We kind of got no, that with Blade not- Runner. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I do love how science, like all this great science fiction we've had uh, for decades and the one thing no one could ever imagine was a cell phone. Except Star Trek. Star Trek got that one. Yeah, they had that pretty much cracked forever ago. Speaking of cracking. Watching, I watched Red Rock West last night, Stolen this morning, then went over to Nixon and watched Red Rock West again. And watching Stolen and Red Rock West back to back, like, this could be the same guy. Yeah, it's easy to think that he runs off with that money learns to steal banks because he makes a reference yeah. to stealing banks. One of his early lines in the film banks. is like, maybe I'll, maybe I'll rob a bank. I think this film like does really good work in portraying that. Like he is a good guy. Like he's a kind of white hat character because he has that opportunity to steal that money in the gas station and doesn't do it. And like at every kind of opportunity, like there are, I guess the one thing that this film falls down on. And I guess it's like a big part of it is like, what pussy will do to a motherfucker? Because as soon as like Lara Flynn Boyle was like, let's run away to Mexico. He's like kind of like pussy struck and it's like, oh, okay, yeah. let's do this. And it's like, if he had just kind of like st- stayed with Dwight Yoakam in that like truck. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. Just get north. Stay with Dwight Yoakam, baby. Get out of there. Neither Laura Flynn Boyle or uh, Wayne, whatever his. JT Walsh. Oh, yeah, JT Walsh. Uh, neither of them play stand-up people like morally upright individuals. They've both paid him to knock off the other one. Yeah. It wouldn't hurt my feelings if he just like noped the fuck out of Wyoming. No, not at all. Especially with Dwight Yoakam. That dude, his character fucking rules. Yeah. Everything about him was so good. <laughs> How's his that lines? tickle you? Yeah. <laughs> Do I look scared to you? <laughs> kind of fucking badass. I forgot. I was texting Peter while this was while I was watching it last night, and I completely forgot that Wayne is the sheriff. Oh yeah. So that little reveal of like he didn't do the murder, and then like he has to wait for the sheriff to show up at the hospital, and Wayne walks in with his cowboy hat on, like ah, uh, you done fucked up. There's just this whole thing is just like a crisscross, double cross, uncross, cross kind of a situation. Yeah, everything's so circular, yeah. even like leaving and returning yeah. to Red Rock. Yeah, that's a great little motif, right? Where every time it's like, I'm getting out. No, I'm coming back. Like and every night when she says, we got to go back to get the money. It's like, no, you kind of go there. It is one of those movies where like you are every time he makes a decision, you like, even though I've watched this like countless amounts of time, I'm like, just don't do it. You're always like willing to do, to, to do the opposite each time. If like the guy he hits with the car, if that guy would have just died right then, He'd have been home free. He wouldn't. What an have, inconvenient dick. Yeah. yeah. Die, well, motherfucker. Two bullets in your stomach and you get hit by a car and you have the audacity to stay alive yeah. and make things hard for the main character. God damn. Rude. But surely if that is the case, he could say, no, it wasn't. It was It was a woman who shot me. Well, that's a good point, right? Like, unfortunately, he was in the coma, but. Yeah. Fucking comas. Well, Coward. Even, uh, convenient. Even the deputies just like. You, you want to put it on this guy, the guy who brought him into the hospital? Yeah. The way they speak to him, though, when they're like, when, when he's like, 
they're like, oh, where's your car and stuff like that? And he's like, oh, I'm just going to go move it. Like, I'm not going anywhere. And he's like, well, these two bullets say otherwise, buddy. Like, you've got to stay here. It's like, fucking hell. The deputies come in strong. Like, yeah. considering, like, when it gets to, like, the latter stages of it, they're kind of like, see, well, they, yeah, they learn about Wayne's fucking, is it Kevin, his real name? Like, yeah, the, Kevin. Yeah, I want a list and stuff like that. It's like, then they're like real real nice guys but to begin with they're, they're coming in real fucking thick and hard on cage it's probably the most action those guys have ever seen so they're a little nervous they're like okay we, yeah. we're gonna do it we're gonna get in there we're gonna get this guy let me see <laughs> your butt Wait, oh shit i mean look at these bullets what <laughs> yeah it came out before i got the sentence right <laughs> i don't know man every interaction with cops i've ever had ends it with let, let me see, see your, your butt, butt. yeah <laughs> This movie also has the ending where the cops just let him get away because he's on the train. He's pushed Laura Flynn Boyle out of the train with the money. Great. They're like, I love it. And the cops are right behind them. They stop to get Laura Flynn Boyle and they just let the train keep going. Like they don't keep following him. I mean, they got the money for the most part. And at least one person who was (laughs) complicit. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like a good day on the force. Back in the 90s, tracking drifters was a lot harder. Because they didn't have cell phones. Now it's drifters true. have cell phones. Yeah. All drifters have cell phones. Do they keep them in their bindle? Have you ever had Is that a, what you call your butthole? <laughs> have you ever had a homeless guy ask you for money and then like prefer or like pull out like a square? No. So you could like pay no. with your phone? <laughs> like you have a bank account, sir. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it and it's like, oh no, I'm definitely not tapping no. on that. That'll Obviously. turn down like free food. Do you know what I mean, I don't really like tuna. Let's go free, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Scrape it off. Have some soggy bread. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Have the mayo. I had a good one once, though, where uh, I was by uh, Dick's Burgers, and I was like, do you want a, a burger? And he was like, you know what, man? Like, could you get me a salad from somewhere? And I was like, yes, I can do that. Yeah. I, I think I asked this on the first time we went around this movie, but why the fuck do they try and jump the train? Uh, cause it's cool and well, cause there's a dead cop like a block away and they yeah, just drove like, away from the scene. I don't know. I feel like you could have not gone to all that trouble. Like they basically almost die. Well, did you watch the recent, uh, John Oliver on freight trains? I did not. Freight trains can be incredibly long. Yeah. Like miles long. Okay. Well, this makes and more sense. So you don't want to get stuck behind it. And if anything happens, you know. Especially if you just killed a cop. See, yeah. It'll shut down an intersection for why, a long time. Why try and outrun the train when you could gr- drive the other direction and the train will end quicker? Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. It could be miles long. <laughs> but it's going spe- a certain speed that way. You're going a certain speed. I feel way. like there's a math yeah, problem here that we can solve. The cops could follow you that way. If you get in front of the train and cross over... Now they're hosed. Unless they go the other way. (laughs) Well, then they would definitely lose you because you'd have time to escape. I mean, to be fair, there are only two other cops. There was three. Yeah, Yeah, that's that poor woman who's doing like the dispatch. Uh, He's just still there. Yeah, the body (laughs) in the background while she's on the dispatch is my favorite part of that scene. (laughs) There is a hospital there. (laughs) Don't touch anything. It's all evidence. (laughs) Also, including the corpse that we're propping up behind you. I think the gnarliest move is that Hopper shoots that guy. And then the next scene you see him, he's just eating that sandwich. And he's like, mm, I love turkey. Yeah, turkey <laughs> sandwich, my favorite. Like Hopper like loses it as this movie goes on. Like he shoots out his own car's driver's side window to prove a point. 
a he's point a, that uh, nobody can make afterwards because nobody can hear the point being made. Correct. He's a good villain in this. Like he he seems Amazing. monstrous, right? Like he continues, especially the way that he becomes hard to kill until getting shot eleven times or whatever it is nine. Uh, he he seems like a good fucking monster. Yeah, yeah. I do love how the movie that immediately followed this was Super Mario Brothers and Hopper's uh, <laughs> IMDb. Those both came out in '93. When did he die? What? Did he die after that? 2010. Okay, so. I mean, he did technically die after that, but yeah, just, uh, you know, he's still got upcoming projects. (laughs) He's got, (laughs) he's got re-releases of like early, like Uh voice, uh, narration work he's done. But when I, I IMD beat him today, it was like three upcoming projects. I'm like, what? Hardest working man in Hollywood right there, baby. I love that. Like cage as well as kind of like done his Lyle from Texas in sympathy for the devil, which is essentially like, an hour and a half of that scene where they're like in the car and he's like got him by gunpoint telling him to drive. It's just like him and Joel Kinnaman instead. Yeah, I love that movie. That's got good tension. Oh uh, yeah. No, that's a good, uh, that's a good little connection there. Uh, Nick Cage had better hair and a better jacket. Yeah. The red yeah, hair L- was terrific. Yeah. Yeah. But like, like, like Lyle from Texas is look, it's great. Like with the kind of like Western shirt. I love his kind of like get up and it's kind of, introduction as well it's like almost like uh it's almost like a scene out of raising arizona the way that like cage is like up against the bumper like that kind of shot is amazing oh, yeah. and he's like it's like if i didn't get my brakes fixed boy you'd be you, you, I'd, I'd, I'd be uh picking be you out of my radiator off my radiator yeah it's amazing yeah. like that kind of like what half hour into the movie you get the introduction of it's just so great it's just like the tension and release in this film and like the little scenes like when he's climbing on the roof and getting onto Dwight Yoakam's truck. It's just like, it's just pure visual crack of like, yes, come yes, on. I love yeah. this shit. Everything shot really well to be like, these are the actions that I wanted them to take the most. Like, yeah, get on top of the, the bar. Yeah. Perfect way to escape. Somehow there's a bunch of construction materials. Okay. They were good high quality, high quality American wood. That is good. You know, they don't make like two by fours like they used to. <laughs> talked about I had that. to, I had to tell people this this morning. It's, uh, they're just not the same. They, they use younger trees. Now the, the rings structure and the fibers aren't as tight. I do. That's why your house is burned down too fast now. Right. I do love the scene though, where he's like tight rope walking on the two by four over to the truck. And you just got this scene of Wayne just like looking around and you just yeah. see him. It's, yeah, it's like a cartoon. It's the Spider-Man yeah. rule. Villains never look up. <laughs> yeah, it's the great like, it's almost like a split diopter shot, isn't it? Where you've got like them both in focus. Like that's great. Like all, all of the kind of like setups in this. Like it's just like these kind of small little scenes that kind of all play into it, which is like one bad decision after another. Oh, like when Lyle is uh, up in the bathroom and they shut off the tub water and he turns around just in time for Cage to throw that statue at his head. The equestrian statue. Yeah, Yeah. such a good one. (laughs) And he just like pops out, doink. Ah." (laughs) And then just like cold cocks him after that. Yeah. It's Hopper's line as well when he uh, uh, eventually talks to JT Walsh's character and he's like, he's like, did they get away? He's like, I've been been staring at my eyelids for the past hour. Wayner, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I love Wayner. Wayner is such a good nickname for that fucking guy. <laughs> it just sounds like Wiener every time, but like if yeah. somebody from Texas was just calling Wiener. you a Wiener. All right, Wayner. 
reach for the sky <laughs> i'm like i'd i'd be interested to know how much of this is dennis hopper just like spitballing do you know what i mean like <laughs> i'm just like like that delivery like when he yeah when he says about like the turkey sandwich like turkey my favorite it's like that just feels like that's dennis hopper it's just like they actually had a turkey sandwich on set and he's, yeah, like, he's like can oh, i yeah. just eat that yeah 93 yeah, 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 yeah. he's got the most star power out of anybody oh, in the movie sure. yeah. so he definitely got the most leniency in this. I would love to have uh, Dennis Hopper just ad lib at my, I don't know, wedding funeral, something like that. Yeah, you, you're too late. Well, no, not for either of those, right? Well, oh, no, well, because I'm, he's I'm, dead, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm neither dead nor married, so <laughs> yeah, but he can't do it when you do die or get married. He's got yeah. upcoming projects. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll AI him. We man. did. We broke. We briefly touched on this before we got started, and uh, Nick and I both kind of had looked at each other when we were watching this. Um, the sex scene where his silhouetted belt buckle definitely looks like an erect penis. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I don't know. Yeah, I don't baby. know if that was an accident, and they were like, "Oh, that's a happy accident." That looks like a a dick for sure. Or if they engineered that. Either way. Yeah, it was well shot. Uh, I was a big fan. It's definitely like. That would have been the place in the VHS that would have been worn out where you put it on pause. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Rewound it a bunch. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that whole bit just goes fuzzy. Like, yeah, I was definitely there. That's why you can't find VHSs of this movie anymore. No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that was uh, engineered into the movie. They're like, okay, well, interest may be waning. Like, we've put them in this hotel room. Uh, let's Let's make people think that they see Cage's dork. And we'll we'll just move with that. It was early days. He might not have had the star power to say no. He probably could have gotten away with it. We might have seen it. Yeah, this is pre, this is pre Oscar wins. So I reckon he I reckon he would have been game for it as well. You want you want my hog on show? Let's go, baby. <laughs> you want to be a star, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Harvey John Weinstein's was... just in the background, like uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Well, anything revealed from watching this another time? I mean, Petros, it's, at this point, you've seen it a dozen times or so or whatever, but any any fresh insights? It's a banger. I still love it. This is still my like yeah. favorite discovery of this whole project because most of these other movies I've heard about and the ones I haven't heard about, there's reasons I didn't hear about them. But this 93 classic, which has got a pretty high score on Rotten Tomato, is awesome. It's one of Cage's like highest rated movies on Rotten Tomatoes and it just feels like criminally underseen. Like it's one of those ones that you mention to people and they kind of like look at you glassy eyed and it's like, no, it's, it's really fucking great. Like, like I think it's because nobody can pronounce the title. Do you know what I mean? Red Rock West. Red like, Rock West. You really right. have to enunciate it like a madman. So like, I'm not going to remember that. <laughs> Nick, was it you who met someone recently who was like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I mean, it, it's not met, but I know somebody like I was, they were just discovering that I had this podcast and they're like, well, have you talked about Red Rock West yet? And I was like, yes, but also oh, awesome. I'm so glad that that's the movie that your mind yeah. goes to. Yeah. Future, I, future guest Seth, his mom uh, for Halloween last year, she heard about the podcast and she was like, Red Rock West, have you watched that one yet? I was like, we did it recently. And she was like, good movie. I, I feel like oh, yeah. this is uh, similar to like in Unbearable Weight, how everybody just associates Nicolas Cage with another movie like, oh, that Moonstruck motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Moonstruck guy from Crudes or whatever. <laughs> like everybody's everybody's got their Nicolas Cage movie that doesn't have to be 
part of the Trinity. It's I recommend this movie to everybody. I can. Yeah. Well, now. Yeah, this and Pig yeah, are now the that two I that it. I would consistently tell people to watch. Well, because this, this is one of the ones as well where it's like Cage doesn't, he's not really dining out on what makes him Cage. Like He has a couple of moments like when he like says to Lara Flynn Boyle, it's like, that friend of yours, he's dead. And, or like, you know, so she's like, what about Mexico? He's like, fuck Mexico. Mexico. Like, like all of those, all of those moments, like, it's like, oh, that's, that's like the cage we pay to go see. But like everything feels like I have a thing on my podcast where it's like earned cage freakouts and everything in this is like, well, I'm sure if you were put in this pressure cooker situation, you would, you probably would be reacting the way he is. So like, yeah, I think, I think this is, this is up there as like one of the best cage films for me. That's a very fair assessment. It's definitely uh, up there for me. Yeah. I, well, we, we're not shy about how much we love this movie here. So yeah, absolutely. It's, it's fair to assume that it's a walk off winner. Anytime we watch it, which brings us to, well, good cage, bad movie. Well, I don't even think we have to worry about that at this yeah, point. I mean, good cage, good movie. Good cage, good movie. Yeah. Good cage, good movie. Between these two films, Petros, which one would you put forward in the bracket with the caveat, your opinion does not matter whatsoever to what actually goes ahead? Oh, it's obviously stolen, isn't it? No, yeah, good choice. Stolen. It's Red Rock West. Red Rock West has got my heart, um, as I mentioned, maybe off air. Like, yeah, I had the good fortune of doing a, a video essay about Nick Cage's performance in this film. And I did that for free because i love this film so much uh that and they didn't offer me any money uh, <laughs> exposure baby um but yeah i just think it's red rock west is as i said one of the best nick cage movies and it's always a joy because it is underseen it feels like you're in like a kind of i don't know like a a secret club of like people who have seen it and like 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 you're saying like when people mention it and you kind of have that knowing like oh yeah we've both seen this isn't yeah. that great and like i just hope to share the film with like more people and like maybe years to come it will be like the cult classic that it is i know it's like yeah us it's really hard to get a hold of unless like you buy an old dvd of it Maybe if it gets a 4K eventually, we'll know the truth. Was it his dick or was it a belt buckle, baby? We'll have to compare it to a lot of Zondali. Yeah, I'm, I'm a dick truther. <laughs> dick truther? I subscribe to the flat dick theory. <laughs> that wasn't his dick. He's got flat dick. So you guys, what do you think? <laughs> I ask I knowing already. I can't follow that with a joke, so Red Rock West. <laughs> Oh, 100% Red Rock West. It's a, a great movie. Sorry, and Stolen. Also a fine movie, but it's not a great movie. I yeah. will definitely go back and rewatch Red Rock West. If I never see Stolen again, I'm not going to be upset about it. I mean, I'll probably watch Stolen again. I'll probably actually remember which one it is because I keep getting it mistaken with like Rage, which is a far sub oh, yeah. like inferior inferior yeah. movie. But uh, <laughs> it's, you know, that so whole like premise of like the the daughter and what happened and whatnot and figuring it out. And he's got crime jackets and a criminal past. Ooh. It's crime song. 
He's got crime music in this one. Oh, like da-da, da-da, da-da. No, but he's got his uh, CCR. Oh, yeah. He's got his rich. He's got a CCR ritual in this, and then he's got the uh, lowrider ritual in uh, yeah, Gone in sixty yeah. seconds. Yeah, 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 true. It's easily confused with that whole spate of like two thousand tens movies where it was just like a single word. Do you know what I mean justice? Stolen, taken. Just like, yeah, yeah. Whoa, what is going on? Yeah, give me a title that reminds me what I'm watching a year later when I rewatch it. Yeah, Red Rock West. Exactly. I always know Red Rock West. It's just hard to pronounce. Yeah, which is fine. Makes it more memorable. Flat Dick Theory. Mm -hmm. All right, Petrus. Where where can we? uh, We've talked about already, but uh, for a good outro clip, where could we find you on the internet? Where could people uh, follow you? So you can follow Caged In at Caged In Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And you can find Getting Defoe You on all the same places, which is Defoe You Pod. Both podcasts are super fun. Um, Caged In. Not only have I covered every single Nicolas Cage film, I've managed to interview tons of people who have worked on the films or worked with Nicolas Cage down the line. So uh, we've mentioned Pig quite a couple of times, yeah, a few times in this. Uh, I did a series called The Pig Cast where I interviewed the writer, the director, the, the composers of the score, and even the chef who Cage shadowed to look like a chef in the movie. Um, and then, yeah, Getting Defoe You is a seasonal-based look at Willem Defoe's career, which is tons of fun. I host it with Daryl Edge, who's also been on this podcast way back when. And, yeah, that is really fun. I get to be the great, I get to be the second man on that podcast. Daryl does the heavy lifting. So I just get to derail us and talk about uh, Willem Defoe's cock at any given opportunity. So come join us that's a that's a sweet way to describe it it's a good gig i understand i i feel that gig a lot that is my my bread and butter just wiener talk yeah Yeah, the 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 the, the grenade man just throw that grenade in and watch everyone else go i guess we've got to deal with this now (laughs) now why do we have to hear about nick's past again we've we've known each other we've all known each other a while we're used to it Plus, you know, it'll get fixed in post. (laughs) Yeah, I do like to add chores to Peter. It really makes his editing time like hell. Mm, Much longer. Thank you. (laughs) Nobody's ever said that about me before, but thank you. Long and flat. God damn it, Peter. (laughs) Like a platypus tail. Wait, no, beaver tail. I don't know. Also platypus tail. They got tails. Yeah. So thank you to our Sparkle Buddies, Josh, Sean, Josie, Rico, Matt, and Adam, and our Cage Dancers, Ira, John, Freeman, and Lance. And that's all I got. Red Rock West fucking rules. Hey, Hey, Nick, where can you find us on the internet? You can totally find us on Pornhub now. I've made an account. Just start searching for Cage Match, colon, a roundabout way of meeting Nicolas Cage, (laughs) or Cage underscore match underscore pod. I think either of those will find you something. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you don't find us, well, just stick around and maybe you'll find something that tickles your fancy. You'll find us colon incest twins or something like that. (laughs) Cage match pod colon stepbrother. What are you doing? Flat dick. (laughs) Flat dick theory. (laughs) Stuck in a washing machine. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) Bye-bye. I'm, I don't know. I'm a speaking of apologists. I'm a Clive Owen apologist. I love Clive Owen. 
I got no beef yeah. with Clive. Shoot him up yeah. is so much fun. Oh, that's yeah, a hella sure. fun movie. I love it when he starts pulling the trigger with a carrot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like when he shoots him up. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I like the pot with the guns. <laughs> Paul Giamatti's in it. What else do you want? Peter Stormare? I don't, I don't know. MC Gainey. Oh, yeah. Always more MC Gainey. Yeah. I'm just trying to think, how many times do you go to flip someone off realizing you have to like... Oh, the you phantom flip. Hands. Yeah. I mean, it would gross me out more. Just see somebody give me three stumps. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The stumps. Thick. What was it? Thick in the stump. What did you say earlier? <laughs> Fuck. I don't know, dude. That was gross. Whatever it was. <laughs> oh, words just come out. I, I don't remember anything I say here. Fantastic. That's why we record it for posterity. Yeah. yeah. Right. And people's uh, exhibit A. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.